Amen. Every one of us have a call. And uh, kind of what we're teaching on today and ministering today, you know, if, if somebody, there's a beautiful little girl here on the front row. If somebody started to attack this little girl, how many of y'all would come to help her? Well, yeah, women and men, everybody would run up here. Well, that's just what you're supposed to do, it's, but that's physical. Today, we're going to talk about what you're supposed to do spiritually, and it's what you're missing. Because you can't kick the devil's teeth in. You know, I, I was riding with a youth one time, and, and, and we were going down uh, West Ridge Road, and I said, if the devil was on the sidewalk, I'd run him over right now. And no sweat, no, no remorse, I'd run him over, but you can't do it. He's not flesh and blood, and though our weapons are not flesh and blood, they're spiritual. And we need to learn how to fight spiritually, to take the call. You've got a call on your life. Some of you in here have got a call on your life, and you've laid it aside because of circumstances. You're like, you're like Zach last Sunday, Zachariah, and you're just, ah, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But you're trying to pick the time, the place, and Let's give it to God, okay? You're calling. God will fulfill your calling. Your part is to get into the Word and to believe the Word and to speak the Word and to walk in the Word. So, are y'all ready? Does anybody need sermon notes? Wave at me. Ushers might give you one. They're out. Oh, they, so I just told they was out. That's all right. We'll pass out toothbrushes on the way out. I'm just kidding. I don't know. We're out of them. That's good, though. That's a good thing, isn't it? We've had... Four people joined the church this week, and I think six this afternoon. Hey, hey, the With Community, the, the Withville Community Band, a concert band is uh, performing here Tuesday night. They fill up the stage. They're going to be doing Christmas, uh, Christmas special. Is that 7 o'clock? 6 o'clock? 7? All right. Y'all show up. Be a part. This place will be packed. But just giving you a little announcement there. Everything, God is good, isn't he? All right, so, so we're talking about words today. And we're going back over the Mary story again, you know, Christmas time, and it's so deep. And we just say, oh, you know, Mary had a little lamb, and his name was Jesus, and, and it's so much more. Uh, you don't know what Mary went to, the emotions that she had. You know, some of you, you, you're emotional up and down and all around. You don't think, when you read the story, you don't think Mary was? You don't think Elizabeth was? Elizabeth was hiding because she was pregnant, something she'd been praying and believing for. And she's hiding now. What is that about? Because, you know, she's just embarrassed. Why? I'm old. It took too long. This, that, and the other, whatever excuse. Don't want to talk about it. I'm not getting out of the house. I don't want to ask anybody. People be asking me questions. Don't, don't say nothing, Pastor. Everybody be asking me questions. I get it all the time, and we understand that. But we're talking about words, and just words in general. General, They're good words. They're bad words. And I stopped and put, and I wrote down in my notes, whose are you living by? But wait a minute. There are good words, bad words, and God's word. Whose are you living by? And so, so when you think about words, uh, words are good. Then we'll give you some words. Good, bad. Huh? Smart, dumb. Don't try to categorize yourself. I'm going to get you out of that dumb, okay? You're smart. How about ugly and good looking? I almost put pretty, but I said, no, only Buddy would fit that, and he's not here today, so. 
ugly, good looking. Just think about words and where you think, you know, and you start categorizing yourself. Where do I fit? And, and weak, strong, uh, how about as simple as can and can't? You probably got it, and you know you've heard it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But when it comes to it, you go, I can't do that. But it says I can do all things, but I can't do that. My mama said, you know, I, I remember I, I can't tie my shoes. She said, can't never could do anything. A good, you know, triple negative there. But you got to stay with it till you learn how to tie your shoe. We're not quitters. We don't give up. We're overcomers. And again, that goes back to the first series, attitude. What is your attitude about life? What is your attitude about the Word of God? What is your attitude about the things of God? And, and, and I want to remind you that words are carriers. If I had a bucket of water up here, or a bucket could have milk in it, could have water in it, could have mud in it, could have money in it. If I have a bucket, words carry love, joy, peace, we hope so, hatred, bigotry, prejudice, Words carry. Words carry, baby. Has anybody ever seen, you know, seen a fight? Started with words. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Ah, wrong answer. Words hurt worse than, give me my whipping. I used to go to the principal's office. Yeah, I was at the principal's office. And he would lecture us for 45 minutes. I'm like, just whip me and get it over with. You like, you know, he was like a Philadelphia lawyer. He just eating us up and down, and you know, we know we did wrong. Whip me and get it over with. You're either getting three licks or five licks, and uh, you know, you didn't get expelled unless you did something really bad. Today you get arrested. But words are powerful. Words are important, and so we're looking at it. Get, some, get this now. God's word, God's word, comes from the spirit realm. Realm, excuse me. Where he lives to the natural realm where we live. When you open your Bible or you get a scripture in your mouth, you're calling God into your life. You ever thought about that? You need to. When you start speaking what God said about you, it changes you, changes your life. It's a supernatural thing. It's how you get saved. So, let me, let me stay with this. Did you know that Jesus was prophesied with words into the earth? Do you know that there are over 300 Old Testament scriptures that have prophesied Jesus into the earth? That's pretty amazing. Well, we'll, we'll explain how amazing in just a minute. But John 1.1, let's look. If you got a, a Bible open to John 1.1, we're going to read in the beginning was the word. It's capitalized. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things made through him, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and that life, and the life was uh, light unto men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. When Jesus came, they couldn't comprehend that he was the son of God. Verse 14. Hope you've read this before. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory as of the only son of the father. Or from the father full of grace and truth. Jesus is the son of God. He's the word that became flesh. 
the incarnation. Amen? That's what Christmas is about. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to be mean. Get your kids out of the manger. That's Jesus' place. We don't worship. We end up worshiping our kids on Christmas. And remember last year, I called my kids and said, what do you remember most about growing up? And they got so many gifts for Christmas, it was embarrassing. My mama, Lisa's mama, Lisa's brother, my brother, family, 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 family. And you know what they said? We remember the most, not the gifts, but the sitting around the table and sharing the love and talking about our day and time that we spent together. Gifts are fleeting. Physical gifts are fleeting. I hate to break your heart, but a one-year-old's birthday party, they do not remember. They'll enjoy the pictures maybe, but so, you know, don't, don't, break, you, don't break the bank. Proverbs 18:20. If this wasn't in the Bible, we couldn't believe it. But it is. A man's stomach should be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. Didn't say eating. It's talking about your spirit. It's satisfied by what you say. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled or satisfied. Hmm? Look at look at verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can kill with your words, or you can bring life with your words. That's it. It's over. It's over. I quit. It's over. I'm through. I'm done. Be better off in heaven. I'm done. See how that power, that's powerful now. Now I'm going to act on it. I'm leaving. You see how, see how you act, you, you, you say it, you think it, you say it, and then you act on it. Oh, I'm going to get some ice cream today for lunch. I'm thinking it. Now I'm going to say it. Hey, I'm going to get ice cream. Y'all want to go with me? That's the way, oh, yeah. Well, y'all buying, so anyway, hey, no. And then after church, the people are going to come up, Pastor, are we going to get ice cream? Yeah, we're going to get ice cream. Now we're acting on it. Okay. This is how, this is how spiritual things work. And so, so death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm just going to read this. It's not going to be on the screen. Psalms 119, 129 in the Passion. Listen, marvelous. Your marvelous words are living miracles. No wonder I long to obey everything you say. Verse 130, break open your word within me. Revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts are given insight into your plans. The Holy Spirit has come to show you the future. You know, the King James says it like this, the entrance of thy words bring light and gives understanding to the simple. That went right out the door. Some of y'all don't think you're smart enough to understand the word of God. He gives understanding to the simple. Look at me. I'm the first example to start with. He takes somebody simple and he gives them understanding of the word to live by it. The word of God is not to memorize, to sword fight with it. I don't think you're saved. You cut your hair. I don't think you're saved because you didn't cut your hair. That's all a bunch of, the word of God is given to us to, to, to live by, to change our life, to walk in victory. Because there's enough to overcome worrying about somebody else's hair. Man, I ain't worried about mine. I can just keep it out of my eyes. You, how can I laugh about that? Because it doesn't matter in the light of eternity. 
whether I have hair or not. I could get some implants. I could wear a wig. I told my two grandsons, I said, look at that wig. I'm going to start wearing a wig. And Mike in the middle one goes, no, Pop, people would know. (laughs) (laughs) Judah, the oldest one, no, you can't do that. Oh, boy, it's funny. So, so in Genesis 1:27, God created man in his own image, in his own likeness. You're made like God. You have an imagination. You can create. Does anybody other than me ever draw somebody or draw a stick figure? You can draw. Isn't that amazing? Some people are better than others. That's your imagination at work. You ought to be using your imagination with faith. That's what it was given for, not to think up. Like Isaiah said, woe to the children that add sin unto sin. Now they're imagining bad stuff. Anybody getting the beer? Who's getting the drug? Anybody got any weed? You know, here we go. Now we're going down. We're imagination's going in the wrong way. So, so we want to use our imagination with the Word of God. And so as we dig into this, I want to remember you that God created you in His image and likeness. And just like a good father, and whether your father was good or not, you've picked up your father's traits or your mother's traits. Oh, boy, because I said, man, when I get married and I'm not going to be like them, and doggone it, I'm like them. (laughs) I picked up their, we're supposed to pick up God's traits. He's our father, and he allows us to say what he says. He allows us to speak what he's spoken. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, all the promises of God are yes and Amen. That means that you, they're yes for you, and you need to say them, and you need to walk in them, and you need to act them out. Okay? You can't just say, oh, Lord, I want to be a chicken. I want to be a chicken. I want to be a chicken. You can't name it and claim it. You put the promise in your mouth that I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And my testimony is that Jesus is my Lord and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit empowers me to live this life. See, that's what should come out of your mouth. I'm not, well, it always happens. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to us. We always, it's just going to, it's negative, negative, negative. We're always a day late and a dollar short. If somebody's going to get sick, it's going to be us. Huh? You're getting in agreement with the world, with the, with the devil. The devil's trying to put something on you, and he's going to see if anything sticks. Well, I'm getting a headache, man. I wonder if I, oh, it ain't the flu. It must be the flu. Everybody else is getting it. It ain't the flu. You sucked up some baby powder somewhere, and it made your head hurt for a minute or something. You smelt something walking through Walmart and give you, made you, you know, give you a, just a short headache. Well, now you're trying to turn it into something, you know, terrible. See how we go? Let's go the other way. Whoa, head, you don't have to do that. Jesus rebuked the fever. I rebuke this headache in the name of Jesus. I don't know where it came from, but it's got to go. And I have been going, mm, oh, I'm the healed in the name of Jesus. Not that I'm dying in the name of Jesus. Huh? I'm I'm get off. I'm get. Let me get through this here. So Satan tries to distort distort the truth. He did with Adam and Eve in the garden. Did not God say? Didn't he spit out half truths, trying to get them to believe something? And then he'll use half truths on you. Well, you don't really need that. You don't really need the power of the Holy Spirit. 
You can make it on your own. <laughs> no, you can't. He distorts our salvation. He wants to add rules to it. If you didn't get baptized, if the preacher wasn't standing on one foot, you didn't get saved. What? People add to it and add to it. That's what the, that's what the Pharisees did. And so, I'm just going to say this real quick. In Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. That's one of the prophecies. That's a word that was spoken. Now listen to this. I, I, you've heard this before, some of you, but listen to this. Bible scholars have concluded from much research that hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, more than 300 prophecies, 300 prophecies were recorded to tell of his coming, his life and journey to the cross and the power of his resurrection. These prophecies point to the exact location, the exact circumstances, and even the timing of Jesus' birth. That's pretty wild, isn't it? So after examining only eight, only eight, everybody say eight, different prophecies, they conservatively estimated that the chance of one man fulfilling eight prophecies was one in 10 to 17 zeros. Now that's not a, you know, the, the 17, not six, not 10 million, 10 and then 17 zeros passed it. Okay. That's amazing. The professor gave the illustration. If a man, you know, you mark uh, 10 tickets and put them in a hat and blindfold somebody, and they pull out the right ticket, they have a chance of one in 10, right? Okay. So what are the chances? <clears throat> Suppose you take the 10 plus 17 zeros and make silver dollars out of them. It would cover the state of Texas two foot deep. And then... You take one of those and put an X on both sides of it and go all somewhere over the state of Texas and dig down and drop it in there, and then you go and go anywhere you want to go in the state of Texas, but you got to find the one with the X on it. That's what would fulfilling the eight prophecies be like. Impossible. But with all things, with God, they're possible. That's amazing. And that's conservative. They think it's greater than that. So, I hadn't even got to number one yet. I'm sorry. I told you that we're going to roll through this because you've heard some of this. Number one, Mary heard God's word. We have got to hear God's word. You've got to hear it, hear it, hear it. Faith comes by hearing because God's word carries faith. God's word carries salvation. God's word carries healing. God's word carries joy, peace, love, kindness, forgiveness. It's all in God's word. That's what the world needs. So in Luke 126, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let me tell you, angels, true angels of God only speak God's word. That was God's word to Mary. Here's the question for you. Can you receive? Can you receive 
that you're a highly favored one and the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among men and women. This is what Jesus did. He paid the price that we could all have the blessed to be the blessed and highly favored one. Did you know that you're the apple of his eye? Well, how can, how can she be the apple of his eye and I be the apple of his eye? Because God is God. And everybody's his favorite. Come on. And if you get something that I'm lacking, I'm going to rejoice with you. Because you know what? That means God wants to give it to me too. Hey. So, highly favored one, blessed are you. This is where her imagination began to work. You, you got an imagination? This is where her imagination began to work because the angel began to talk to her and her imagination began to work and faith began to rise in her heart. As you hear this today, faith needs to rise in your heart. So in verse 29, so when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Everybody say favor with God. Say, that's me. Okay. It got weak, didn't it? Everybody said, favor with God. And I said, that's me. And went, that's me. Okay. Hey, hey. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. It still hadn't ended. And it's not going to end. Then the angel said, uh, to, uh, then said to the angel, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I know, I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the high shall overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for her to be called, or for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Let's watch this video right quick.
Hail, thou that art highly favoured, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy child which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Got quiet in here. But notice the emotion in her face. We kind of read this and we don't think that there's not emotion and there's not things going on in her mind. Just like when things go on, that when you hear the word of God, your mind becomes your enemy. And so she heard the word, she received the word. How do I know? And number two, if we're going to dig in number two, Mary received the word. How do I know she received the word? Because she said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Behold, your servant. Tell me what to do. I believe you. I believe this. I believe this is mine. I want this in my life. Now, there's been times when I've been sitting at a table reading the Word and say, mm, I want that, but I don't work. I, I, I don't know who that's ever worked for. But the Word of God works for you. It works for me. I said, well, it, it may work for for, for, for these on the front row, but I don't know about me. Who am I? Oh, I'm favored. I'm righteous. Why? It's so important. I spent so much time, and I spend so much time quit thinking that I'm, too, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. It's not what you are. It's what Jesus is. It's what he did. He paid the price for you to have it no matter how smart you are. In our weakness, he is strong. Well, Lord, I don't get it, but I'm trusting you. And I'm just going to take a hold of it. Has anybody ever been served something that 
you've never had before? Like, here, here's something I want you to try. And you're like, oh, 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 I don't know if I want to try this or not. I don't know. The, I don't know what, these, what they put in it. Much less if the cat stuck his face in it. I've been, been there. Anyway, so, so, so you have by faith, you're going to, you know what? You need to step out by faith. I'm going to receive this. I want this in my life. I want to receive this. So number two, number two, again, is Mary received the word of God. She believed it was for her. She said, I am the Lord. So let's go ahead and repeat what she said in verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. Mary got in agreement with what God said. Can you get in agreement with the promises of God? Can you get in agreement with what God said about you? Can you get in agreement that you're saved? And quit being wishy-washy. Well, today I feel really saved. Oh, no, I don't. That's your mind. Your mind is an enemy. Your mind will talk you out of it. You don't need to pray. Who was it? Jerry Savelle would go to pray and every morning he'd fall asleep. So he decided he's standing up on the bathroom tub. Lord, I thank you that today I'm going to pray. <laughs> he ain't going to sleep standing on the bathroom tub called discipline. Discipline. Sometimes we need a little discipline, don't we? We got to discipline ourselves. You know, uh, the, uh, I went to the principal's office. He disciplined me. But you know what? I kind of grew out of that where I could learn to discipline myself. Yeah. We don't talk about that, do we? So, so listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is where it is. Discipline part is dying to yourself. If you're writing down, write this down. We are not trying to get God in agreement with us. We're trying to get us in agreement with God. That is powerful. We are not trying to get God to come. You, you, you cannot call God down. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not calling God down. I'm trying to get myself in a line. And prayer is for me. Prayer doesn't change God. It's changing me. And then, but it's also binding powers and principalities and rules. But we want to get in line with God. And we speak the word of God that we're supposed to walk in love. We're supposed to be tender. We're supposed to be kind. And then when you go, that's why I cut my microphone off. That's not being in line with the word of God, is it? We have to get in line with the word of God. Quit judging people. Quit being mean to people. Quit talking bad about people. Quit gossiping about people. That's all in the Bible. Don't do that. And it does say to love people and you receive love. Bring joy and you'll get joy. Show, show kindness and kindness will come to you. You will reap what you sow. So, Zacchaeus would not get in line with the angel's words. Had to shut his mouth. How important is that? Matthew 20. Uh, Matthew 12, 35 said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, out of his spirit, not this, not this heart, out of his spirit, brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Verse 37, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. All right, get ready to write this down. 
I always say Jesus is perfect doctrine. Do you hear me? Jesus is perfect doctrine. He is the Word. We read it, John 1, 1. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you hear what I say, that's what the Father would say. I only say what the Father says. I only do what the Father says. With me? So, who's our Savior? Not Paul. Not Peter. Not Isaiah. Not Jeremiah. Not Old Testament. Not no, Jesus. So, if you see a Scripture and it jumps out of you sideways... Or somebody says something, and it doesn't line up with what Jesus said and what Jesus did and what Jesus came to reveal, then maybe you're interpreting it wrong. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you can interpret Scripture wrong. Me too. I've had to repent on a lot of stuff. Because you're taught stuff that grandpa said or grandma said or some pastor in 1812 said because they had no other reference. Listen, our reference is Jesus Christ. Jesus was hard on the Pharisees. You have no right to be hard on a baby Christian, and there are baby Christians in their 80s. But anybody, come get hard on me. If you think you know the word, you're closer to a Pharisee than a baby Christian. So we got to judge ourselves, and we have to live this, and we have to line everything has to line up with what Jesus said and what Jesus did. If it doesn't line up with what Jesus said and did, and I come in here and beat you over the head, I'm not doing what Jesus Jesus sat down with drunks. He didn't beat them over the head. He sat down with drug addicts trying to deliver them. He went to them to deliver them. Didn't go to them, oh, yeah, I know, it's, it's terrible. Here, you need anything else? No. He brought the power of God to bring change. Okay, number three. Mary received confirmation. And I mentioned this last, I wanted to preach both of these sermons at one time last week, but it's just too much information. So bear with me if you heard some of this. But Mary received confirmation. She goes and visits Elizabeth. She acted on what she heard. She heard, she believed, and then she acted on it. Start acting on it. Uh, how, how do you act on, on uh, uh, Pastor, I'm just not blessed. And how do you act when, uh, when you're not blessed? Look at this. I'm just, uh, wait a minute, I'm blessed. Notice my countenance. Can you at least change your countenance until it comes? Huh? All you got to do, all you got to do with your kids is say, hey, we're going to open Christmas presents. You better tighten up. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm going to be good. Wait a minute. See, they know what's coming. If you truly believe you know what's coming and your countenance changes, your attitude changes, your words change, whoo, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed going, to, I'm going somewhere to happen. You got a spring in your step. You got to get you, you, get, you got, come on, you got a smile on your face. And, and, you know, they, I, I worked at this plant one time, and uh, it was they talking about recession coming. Brother, we've been through it in the 80s. We're going to live. We're going to survive, okay? And they, they, I shut my business down. I, I went to work for this place. They shut down, and people come up to me, how can you be happy? How can you smile? You just bought a car. You're losing your job. I, I, I said, God's got me. Amen. 
I know in whom I believe. I trust in the Lord God Almighty. He's got me. Come on, he's got me. And he did have me. It just didn't happen, happen. May took a week. I mean, we won't treat God like McDonald's. Yeah, I need coffee and a biscuit. I'm getting out. Never mind, there's two cars ahead of me. I'm getting out of line. I can't wait, Lord. I'm going to have to do this. That's what we say when we act without him. Lord, I can't wait on you. His ways are better. All right, all right. So she acted on it. In verse 39 of this story, Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth, and it happened. And it happened. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist got filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. That was prophesied to Zechariah. Here's where it happened. Mary goes, hey, is anybody home? Boom. That was confirmation to her that it's happening. You know what? When you start believing, you'll start getting confirmation on the way. You start walking this out. And sometimes stuff takes maybe two years. Oh, but God's going to help you make it. You're going to make it. And Elizabeth was filled, and she spoke with a loud voice in verse 42, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Now, Mary didn't say, hey, you won't believe what happened to me. Let me tell you what happened to me. And she goes through the story. No, this was before she could go through the story. Blessed is the fruit of, blessed is the baby in your womb. Okay. She still had to carry the baby. She still had to walk through this. And now I bet they had conversations. So how... How am I supposed to do this, Elizabeth? I mean, I, I'm engaged to Joseph, and he finds out I have a baby. He's going to put, he's going to, he's going to separate from me. No man, no man wants a, a I'm, I'm a virgin. I, how, I, what is he going to do? You know they had this conversation. You just got to read between the lines. They're no different than you and me. They have fears and worries and cares, but they're trusting in God. And Elizabeth goes to singing about it. By the presence and the anointing of God. It's all right to have fears, but you've got to learn how to squash them. Fears are going to come up. You've got to learn how to put your boot on them. Because fear comes from the devil. Do a little twist on it, too, and just get, in, get him good. Anyway. And so, uh, in verse 43, But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the... Uh, the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears. The babe leaped in my womb. Blessed are you, or blessed is she who believed. Who believed? Come on, if you're a believer, you're blessed. And when you get a hold of a scripture, you get it. For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So, number four. This is how you get saved. Number four. We receive salvation the same way. You hear the word. You say, you know what? I want Jesus. I need Jesus. Then you act on it. You speak it. Then you, then you start living it. You take it. You take the word to you. You start acting upon it. Romans 10, 9 and 10, 11 and 12, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mary, The angel said, blessed are you, highly favored are you, Mary. And she goes, okay. You will conceive a son, okay, be it unto me. Now, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, all you got to do is say, Lord, I need that, I want that, be it unto me. I'll take that. I want to get saved. 
So believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. For with the heart one believes on the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made on the salvation. For the Scripture said, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Bow your heads. That's also how you receive every promise in the Bible. Believe it in your heart, say it with your mouth, act on it, and walk in it. So I'm asking, are you ready to receive Jesus? The reason I ask you to bow your head and look in your heart is because I want you to judge yourself. The Spirit of God on you today to receive Jesus Christ. If you've never received Jesus as Lord, will you lift your hand? You've never received Jesus as Lord. Will you lift your hand and say, I want to receive him today? Then, if you got saved a long time ago, but you haven't been living for him, and you say, you know what? I need to accept Jesus. I need to live for him. I need to come back. If that's you, will you lift your hand? Say, pray for me, Pastor. I want to I accept Jesus. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see your hand. There's four, five. I see your hand. Thank you, Father, that you stir in our hearts to walk with you in a greater way. Anyone else? Wave at me. I see your hand. Okay, then look at me, everybody. Let's pray. Say this with me. Say, Father, I come today to give my life to you totally and completely. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died and that he rose again. And I accept that fresh and new in my heart. Thank you for taking me back. I rededicate my life to you. I want to serve you, follow you, know your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.